Welcome to the Cambridge Chat, bringing you city updates, local news, and upcoming community events and activities. This program is brought to you by Community Connections Network, connecting communities anytime, anywhere. I'm your co-host, Todd Streeter, and thank you for tuning into our show. And now I want to introduce our show hosts, Linda Wolf, City Administrator, and Evan Vogel, Assistant City Administrator, City of Cambridge. Good morning, Todd. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I am wonderful. I have about an inch of snow on the ground, though, so my tulips aren't very happy. But <laughs> I, I looked out my back door and I saw some snow on my uh, outdoor rug and fire pit stuff. And I'm going, oh, really, please, really? Can't this be over? Yeah, indeed, indeed, I tell you. But you know what we say, it's always 77 and sunny in Cambridge. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good, except for today, apparently. <laughs> exactly. You know, we have to have the outlier every now and then, don't we? <laughs> yep, that's so true. Well, I'm looking forward to today's call with Melissa Bettendorf from the North 65 Chamber, and I believe a Shannon Kirkheide, um, also the current... Uh, president of the chamber will be joining us today to uh, tell our listeners all about the North 65 chamber. I see Melissa has entered. Good afternoon, Melissa. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. We're excited to share all of the great things about the North 65 chamber. Is that Shannon just popping yep. in? Shannon just came in the studio too, so we're all Woo-hoo. set. Hi, hey, Shannon. All righty. So, Melissa and Shannon, would you guys like to introduce yourselves to our listening audience and give them a little background about yourself? Sure. I would love to. Um, my name is Melissa Bettendorf, and I am the executive director at the North 65 Chamber. I have been in my position with North 65 Chamber for six years. Just love my job um, and what I get to do and working with our wonderful community, our great business owners, and, and all the great members of the chamber. And how about you, Shannon? Hi, everyone. My name is Shannon Kirkheide, and I serve as the um, chair of the chamber board for the North 65 Chamber. And my other job is I work at Anoka Ramsey Community College as the Dean of Academic and Community Outreach. So I get to work with a lot of people in the community and the chamber has been part of my world for probably the past four years. I think I've served as the chair for maybe the last two. I, I don't know what else you want to know. I guess my history is I've been in the area. I've lived in Cambridge since I married my husband back in 1995. It, it wasn't my first home, but it is my home. I love having my family here, raising my kids. Just, I love being an active member of the community in order to make it better. And the chamber really gives me an opportunity to engage with some unique people in the community to do exactly that. Excellent. Tell us about the North 65 Chamber and how you work with businesses. Well, the chamber is many things, but at its core, the North 65 Chamber of Commerce is a local organization of businesses and nonprofits working together. It's our mission to promote business growth to enhance partnerships, and to provide resources to support a thriving community. For us, that include, community includes Cambridge, Isani, and the surrounding area. 
we're a member organization and being a member can mean a lot of different things to different members of, of our businesses and our organizations, you know, from being listed on the Chamber of Business directory, participating in our programs, accessing promotional opportunities, to making new or enhancing existing business relationships, volunteering. Being a member of the Chamber can benefit um, all, really all types of businesses and organizations. And as I mentioned, we are member-led, and Shannon talked about um, she's the chair of the board. And maybe Shannon would like to share a little bit about her role on the Chamber board. Sure. My role on the Chamber board is working closely with Melissa Bettendorf, who is the executive director, and then Vanessa Hansel, who is the assistant director, and just helping support them and make decisions. I know Melissa and Vanessa, they're so good about coming to the board and saying, okay, does this make sense? What do you guys think? So it's not just them operating in a silo in an entity in and of themselves. They're really working with us on the board as as voices in the community to say, how do we approach this? How do we move forward? How do we best serve our our businesses in the area? And what makes sense for us to do that? So it, I guess we're just a collaborative group that really comes together to to try to do best by our communities and our businesses in the community. Um, and uh, one of the components that um, I have participated frequently in is your chamber monthly luncheon. And you also do a lot of business education. So what's coming up for April uh, for your chamber monthly luncheon and kind of what other uh, events or opportunities do you have planned? Our April uh, monthly meeting, we do, we do our monthly meetings on the third Wednesday of each month. Um, and even when the pandemic hit, we moved to Zoom and we've kept up our schedule. Uh, we welcome a variety of speakers and and provide members the opportunity to connect and learn at those monthly meetings. And next week at our April meeting, we are featuring the city of Cambridge with Mayor Godfrey providing the annual State of the City. This will also be the last chamber meeting for you, Linda, as you retire next month. I know it's kind of exciting. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. And then I understand um, you had Isanti County do one in March and then the city of Isanti did theirs in February. Is that correct? That's correct. So and it's another great platform for residents to be able to learn about what's going on uh, and businesses to learn what's going on about their communities. So I applaud you for that and dedicating time. Um, a lot of times it's hard for us to reach our businesses. So we sincerely appreciate our relationships with the chamber. I think it touched on this a little bit, but how is the chamber funded? The primary source of revenue for the chamber is from membership dues. And our membership is based on the number of employees at a business and can start as low as uh, $199 for the year. We do some fundraisers as well. We do a golf tournament in July and an annual gala called Spring Fling, which is going to need a new name as we have postponed that and look toward doing a fall event. Um, we also host a number of other events throughout the year, some which provide revenue to us, but more importantly, provide opportunities for our members and community at large to get involved. For example, we do a wedding fair, a senior fair, um, and sometimes people ask, like, what kind, what seniors is that? Seniors in high school? And no, we're talking about um, the older citizens in our community, um, helping them connect with resources that are important at that, uh, that stage of their life. Uh, we also do a career exploration event in partnership with the college and a number of other organizations in the community. 
We've got a lot of information about those events on our website, which is north65chamber.com. Yeah, and just kind of tagging on the monthly meetings too, uh, I wanted to share that we have a new monthly meeting that we're doing. Uh, We just started at the beginning of the year and it's called Power Your Lunch Hour. It's a new program that we're doing online. Our community has gotten really comfortable with using Zoom. And so we are taking advantage of that to offer programming over the lunch hour on a monthly basis that features the expertise of our members and also does provide useful information to the business community. And those are recorded and available on our website, too. So, uh, Melissa, I have a question for you. Um, how, how has COVID impacted chamber operations and membership activities or part- participation? Yeah, that's a great question, Todd. Uh, we were actually really apprehensive early on. It, it's It's been a really tough time for our business community. And so we have really focused on providing resources and working with our members who um, who want to stay a part of the chamber but may have been financially impacted. And through it all, we we're in a stable position. We've been we've been conservative and careful in in our spending, and when we're coming out in a strong position, so that we're ready to be there as a partner for our business community as we recover from this experience. Because I, I remember back in my chamber days. I mean, the chamber world is both connectivity within the internet and website and email and and newsletters and things like that to keep everybody you know informed of what's going on and what's coming up, but. It's also very much a in-person membership organization, too. Uh, people really need to kind of gravitate to one another during the events and the activities that you have. You're right. And, and not having as many of the in-person events, we've really, we have missed some of that connection, but we have worked hard to provide other opportunities through the meetings we just talked about, um, you know, reaching out and, and trying to stay connected as best we can throughout this time. We're eager to get back to in-person. Uh, there's just something special about getting together with people in the room and the kinds of connections and relationships that can be developed through that. So we're looking forward to that time when we can host our big events again. Yeah, and I'll bank on that, on what Melissa just said too. This is Shannon again speaking, but we've noticed this even within our board meetings. Just, you know, there's something organic that happens when you can sit around a table with real 3D human beings and just have conversations about, well, what, you know, I guess just casual things, right? And so we've had new board members come on over the past year who I feel like we haven't had the opportunity to do that with. And we haven't had that time or that, you know, before and after a meeting, walking in or walking out to even have a conversation. So while Zoom has been great and has allowed us the opportunity to continue those meetings and get our business done and and serve our communities. We've even just noticed that organically we need more time in our meetings. So just even taking 10 or 15 minutes at the beginning of a meeting to check in with people and share. We just did this yesterday, I think, at our meeting. So it's it's really fresh in my mind. Like, you know, what would you be doing right now if you didn't, if you like, I'm I'm gonna look at you like virtually, Linda. Imagine that you don't have to work today and it's Tuesday. What would you be doing this afternoon? And so it just gives us an opportunity to get to know each other better. And I think that's one way that we can just strengthen our our board just by having those connections built even stronger and then also be able to do that same thing with our, our community members. So I might be a little bit jealous that Linda is retiring, but I still love what I do. So I guess I won't say much more. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I'm, I, I'm looking forward to the opportunities that retirement brings and different ways that I can volunteer. So um, I'm, you know, excited about that aspect. And yes, I do too miss the connection piece. Actually seeing people face to face and sitting across the table and having those discussions is indeed something I deeply miss. Um, I heard so, you say that you like to volunteer. I'll re- we'll remember that, Linda. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, as I recall, we've done several ribbon cuttings uh, between Cambridge and Isani in the past twelve months. You know, despite people being concerned about COVID nineteen and you know businesses struggling, can you highlight on that positive a little bit? Yes. I'm so glad that you brought that up because that has been something really positive and that we've been happy to participate in with uh, with new businesses throughout this. So as a chamber, we are happy to participate, work with any business, whether they're a member of the chamber or not, to provide a warm welcome and an important promotional opportunity to them as they host a grand opening. We have a big scissor and a huge roll of ribbon and can help host ceremonial ribbon cutting. Our local papers have been really supportive of this too. They'll send a photographer to take nice pictures and then publish those in the paper to help highlight the the new business and and welcome them to the community. And so, um, so in in this year in 2021, we've done four ribbon cuttings already, um, and we did a handful at the end, starting in August. I think we took a pause. We did a couple um, at the beginning of 2020, and then once the pandemic hit, there. There was definitely a pause as people were just weren't getting out and about as much. But then uh, late summer into fall, some new businesses opened and, and we were happy to help them get started by hosting a ribbon cutting with them. Yeah, I think it's great that in times of difficulty, uh, our entrepreneurs still remain strong and launch new concepts. And, you know, we have been blessed with some great new businesses. Um, so we can definitely appreciate that. But what definitely. do you guys see as challenges for businesses in this area? And how can we, uh, meaning community, we help our businesses? One of the things I think is challenge is workforce. Businesses are hiring um, and some are having a really hard time finding good candidates to fill these open positions for a variety of reasons. I mean, we're still in this COVID environment. And so we are looking at um, at how we can assist in this and, and looking even to our like, chamber partners across the country who are also experiencing this. So looking for different ideas, ways we can help our businesses in this area. Our One of the things is our website has a job postings page and our website is relatively new. So we've been working to continue to educate people that this is available, that when they have a po- job, they can post it there. Uh, and that we'll share it out. Another thing that I wanted to mention, too, is that there's a great HR group in our community. Um, Rebecca Perotti at Central Minnesota Jobs and Training Services hosts this. And tomorrow, they'll be at the meeting, the focus will be sharing tips and ideas for hiring, onboarding, and retention. And so um, we've shared that and be reaching out to to members who are hiring to encourage them to go and, and maybe pick up some actionable tips and tricks right away for filling those open positions. Yeah, and I know, Shannon, uh, for working for Anoka Ramsey, I believe you hear some of the same challenges about our workforce. Can you tell a little bit about, you know, some of the things that college is doing to help businesses address that? Sure. So one of the things that I think is really important at the college is that we meet with community members and, and business representatives in our local advisory boards. 
And we do this at least a couple times a year. Each program, um, particularly our our career and technical programs, our business programs, nursing, um, any of our health programs, our IT programs. We're listening to what the community members are saying about where are they, what what are the skills that are absolutely necessary that the em- employees are coming in with, but then also the the message that we hear over and over again is how can we better prep our these employees to be not just skilled workers but to have the soft skills or what I like to call the essential skills around being successful in those jobs. So it might be that, you know, they know how to do everything um, to be an IT support specialist and, you know, um, for technology, but maybe they don't have the skills to be able to social socially interact with another or how to communicate or how to, you know, make sure that they're, they're showing up on time or, you know, all those things that we take for granted that we think are just automatic. They're not necessarily automatic for everybody. And how can we help better prepare our workforce for even those soft skills? So that's something that we're working really hard on at Anoka Ramsey. We've implemented some um, some different place points in the education process where we're really addressing these. It might be outside entities that are coming in or it might be um a different program that they're using within the courses um, to give them professionalism badges, so to speak. So they're they're stacking those credentials on top of one another that it's about professionalism in the workplace. I mean, this is such a big conversation. We could probably go on forever about it. But, you know, what types of programming is really important to our local area? And then how do we address that quickly and create programming that makes sure that we are creating a workforce that is needed in our area? So again, I could go on for a long time, but I think I'll probably just kind of stop there for now. Shannon, I've just got one quick question though. Is The soft skills that you're referring to, uh, they, they are essential uh, in building relationships within any form of organization or work. Is that something that's generational? Is that something that's reflective of how technology has kind of become pretty invasive and how we communicate as opposed to picking up the phone and making phone calls uh, like we used to do long ago? (laughs) That's a great question. And I'm not going to give you an answer like I'm the expert in this area, but I think we've all noticed that there is a different skill set coming out of Gen Z, right? So they are super skilled at communicating quickly and effectively. But I know, you know, I've got my own kids are in Gen Z. And sometimes it's really hard for them to have a conversation because it's different than when we grew up, right? Our skills were we pick up a phone, you dial it maybe rotary, or you maybe had a, a fancy, fancy one where you push buttons, right? But it's different because the communication is different. So I think just giving them opportunities to practice some of those expectations that our workforce is demanding from them. It's there, Sometimes there are things like writing an email that is professional, right? So even, even addressing stuff like that in our courses, those are the things that we're honing in on and noticing like that's important. And that's important to our employers to know that their, their employees can do these types of interactions. So yeah, I'm I'm kind of dodging your question, but I'm not really because I hear what you're saying. I do think it's partly generational, but I I want to be sure to highlight that our, this generation has a different skill set and it's much more evolved than mine is in some areas. So I'm just reflecting what I've been seeing on the news in the last two years or so is there's there are people who are kind of concerned that the writing abilities and the shorthand and the acronyms that people use kind of end up 
becoming infiltrated in regular communication, which is not always good. Yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying. I think it's, it's, we're always evolving. You know, it's a constant evolution of what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. So it sounds like I should uh, uh, stop using emojis in my email. No, I'm just kidding. You can use emojis, <laughs> Linda. Emojis. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> just don't, don't put like seven of them together, okay? Exactly. To make one <laughs> sentence, right? <laughs> Well, and sometimes when you're communicating in the the written word, sometimes those emojis kind of help because the without the context of talking in person, you you might miss something. So sometimes an emoji is okay. Yeah, sometimes humor is hard to c- cut across on text because it's 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 a facial expression. They say seventy five percent of communication is really nonverbal. So. It's important to kind of have all things kind of work in in one direction. Absolutely. Well, we're kind of coming up on our final question here. So, Shannon, let's start with you. What is the one thing you want the community to know about the chamber? Well, you had to start with me, huh? Okay, well... You know, we've been having we've been having a lot of discussion about, you know, who we are as a chamber. I think ultimately when people think of the Chamber of Commerce, they think about um, helping them expand or start a business, thinking about um, connecting members with other owners and members and resources and really being that entity that represents our community to help our businesses stay in business. Like we want to be the point where people turn to say, I need help. And then we'll instantly connect them to the, the entity that can help that business. Um, and we've been talking a lot about our our identity as a catalyst, uh, as a convener, like we're bringing people together and a champion for our local businesses. So I think that's the image that I want people to have in their minds when they think about the Chamber of Commerce. Like we are the group that is going to bring everybody together. I think, um, you know, one of my themes, and this is maybe TMI, but is connected, like I connectedness. So I bring I can see connections between all these different things and how they can help support and relate. And I see that with our Chamber of Commerce. Melissa and Vanessa's in particular, their goal and their mission, you know, in collaboration with our board of directors is just to bring their businesses together so that they have the resources that they need to be successful. And I know through COVID, you know, we heard time and time again that the chamber was there to support them and give them the information that they needed to apply for PPP loans or, you know, to navigate all of those processes. And it was just essential, the guidance that the chamber provided. So hopefully I didn't steal your thunder, Melissa, but I'm trying to give you a compliment and still talk about the chamber all at <laughs> once. So all good. That's awesome, Shannon. Um, yes, all all of that. Um, really, I think you you shared that really very well. Um, and so I would just echo that. Um, and as I reflected and I chatted with Vanessa about this too, um, in terms of of what is that one thing? Because there's so much uh, that we would want people to know about the chamber. One one thing was the importance of supporting our local businesses and that being a piece of of our work. And so, you know, if, if leaving people with that, just supporting our local businesses and how that contributes to a strong economic base in our thriving community, which is, you know, like I mentioned at the top of the, the podcast, a part of our mission to support a thriving community. 
And then maybe just those final comments at the chamber, we're here for you. Please reach out. Um, we are happy to take phone calls, emails. There's a connection form on our website. We have been, we can answer all kinds of questions and we've gotten them all um, from trying to find a certain service provider to getting connected and resources to start or grow a business or um, just some um, fun random questions too that, that keep our job interesting. But we're here um, and our website is north65chamber.com. We're on Facebook um, or you could just Google North 65 Chamber and, um, and reach out and we want to be a resource and be helpful. I don't mean to interrupt, but just wondering how many members do you have at the chamber right now? Great question. We have 256 members. Okay, that's good. Yeah, and we've actually had 11 new members just this year. So that is excellent, too. We're encouraged by that, that there's that kind of growth in our community. And, and members get list, get listings on your website for kind of a summary of their businesses so people can refer to your chamber website as a directory of local businesses? Absolutely. Yes, they can. And they're sorted by categories. So if you're looking for a specific business and how to contact them and they're a member, they'll be listed there, as well as a variety of other resources. We've got events on there. Like I mentioned, the job postings resources for the community. And, and, and what's the website again? It is North. 65, the number 65, north65chamber.com. Great. Well, excellent. Well, thank you both, Shannon and Melissa, for joining us today. Uh, it's really important for our community to know how many resources we have to build and strengthen our community. And the North 65 Chamber is a key component in helping us be a strong, resilient community. So we thank you for your partnership. Thank you for having us today. And next week coming up, we'll have a dementia-friendly community. We will focus on our act on Alzheimer's, which I know the chamber has been active in. And I know, Shannon, we've had people active from the nursing program at Anoka Ramsey. So learn about the services that we have available in the Cambridge community for caregivers, for people struggling with a dementia diagnosis, and all sorts of tips and resources. So, Todd? Are you ready to take us away? I certainly am. And again, uh, Shannon, Melissa, thank you so much for joining us today. And I uh, look forward to chatting with you down the road. You can listen to today's program and past shows on the City of Cambridge website at ci.cambridge.mn.us, on your Podbean app, and on other popular podcast directories. We'd love to hear from you, so please visit the Cambridge website and leave your questions, comments, and suggestions. To receive notifications of upcoming shows, simply subscribe on the Podbean app or on the city's website. And if you have a moment, offer a review and rate our show. A five would be great. And don't forget to follow our show and share today's program with others. We want as many listeners like you to truly make this show your show, dedicated to engaging conversation with civic leaders and community members like you. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Mm-hmm.